Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. Wow. Awesome anointing in here. Awesome anointing. Ezekiel 36 verses 26 through 29 we're going to start with here. And the Lord says this. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a, uh, I will take a heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. Go with me now to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. It's peaceful, isn't it? Except for that. Uh, Bless you. Hey, it happens. 17, 42, the timing's just, I love that, I love it. Hey, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know me by now, I'm a joker, right? Okay, 1742 is my page. I don't know about yours, but Colossians 2, 11 through 14, we're going to look at. In him... You were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Mm, Come on, catch this. Buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses And the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having uh, forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out, say wiped out, the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. Today I want to talk about... I want, to, I want to go back to a foundation today. Today I want to talk about the greatest miracle that, has, that will ever happen, that has ever happened on the face of this earth. This miracle happens around the world every day. In fact, it's, it's happening right now somewhere around the world. I'm talking about the new birth experience. I'm talking about becoming born again. Amen. Say born again. Now, I refer to the new birth as a miracle because only God can perform that operation. Amen? Only God can, can perform that operation on the inside of a person. You see, you got to understand this. Ready? It's a spiritual operation. Say spiritual operation. But we play a part in it because... Mankind initiates it by repenting of their sin and putting their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Making Him Lord and Savior. Confessing Him as Lord. Go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Check this out. How do you get born again? Alright, this is good for all of us just to freshen up like when we're leading someone to Christ. Amen? Romans 10. 8 through 10. Look at this. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or that literally means confessing Jesus is Lord. Amen? And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
Now, that's powerful. Now, you see here, you have to believe. The whole, your whole salvation hinges on this thing. You've got to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you see that? Believe that God raised him from the dead. If you don't believe in the resurrection, you're not born again. Amen? So, here we go. Becoming born again, it's an instantaneous miracle. It's not something that takes time. It's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's faith in Jesus. When you put your faith in Him, it ignites that encounter of becoming born again. When a person makes Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of their life, the Holy Spirit comes in instantly in your spirit, man. Say instantly. This is not something that you have to tarry or wait for. No, 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 no. He comes in instantly in your spirit, man, and He takes away that sin nature out of your spirit, man. All right? That operation is called what the Bible calls a circumcision of the heart. It's a cutting away of the sin nature. Uh, You're now a new creature in Christ. Think of a steak with a whole bunch of fat on it. Right? Now, if you're me, you'd keep it on and grill it anyways. But I'm trying to prove a spiritual point here. It's a cutting off of that fat. It's cutting off of that part that is not profitable for you. It's cutting off that part that's been hindering and been enmity between you and God. It's taken away that division. Are you following me? In the Old Covenant, circumcision on the physical body was a sign that a person was in covenant with God. You remember that? But now in the New Covenant, everything deals with the heart. I'm not talking about your physical pump. I'm talking about your spirit man. Are you following me? All right. So now it's a spiritual operation. Again, it's what the Word of God calls a circumcision of the heart. It's cutting away the sin nature. All right. He takes the, the Word of God says that God takes that heart of stone, that sin nature, and He gives you a new heart of flesh. That's another way of saying that God is making it your heart pliable and soft. It's making it, come on, a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got to understand something here. When you get born again, you must understand that that operation is not talking about your soul or your mind, will, and emotions. It's only talking about your spirit man. Are you following me now? All right. The mind or the soul must be renewed by you after you get born again. All right. God will not and he he cannot do anything about your soul. About your thought life. About your mind. He will do... Now, the Holy Spirit will help you. He will influence you and lead you. But ultimately, you got to be the one that opens the Word and read and feed the Word of God to change your thinking up here. Amen? Amen. Alright? That is your personal responsibility to renew your mind. Now, because the Holy Spirit has taken that sin nature out of your spirit, man... You are no longer... Now, Christians, you got to get this now. You have to get this. Because this is the whole identity crisis in the body of Christ. All right? You are no longer referred to as a sinner in the Bible once you're born again. You're referred to as a saint. A child of the living God. Amen? You have an, a totally new identity. You have to take hold of it. You, 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 you don't have to wait to die to become a saint, as some teach. Are you following me? No, no, no. The moment you put your faith in Christ and you get born again, that spiritual operation took place in your spirit, man. You are now a saint, a child of the living God. Amen? And because the Holy Spirit has removed that sin nature on the inside of your spirit, now the Holy Spirit says... Now I can live inside of you. Now, here's what you got to understand. I mean, really take hold of it. See, this is foundational, but it's deep foundational. You have, if you're shaky on this foundation, look out your whole Christian life, you're going to feel like you're out of control. You're going to feel like something ain't right. Why? Because you have an identity crisis going on. I'm helping you with your identity today. Listen. 
the Holy Spirit cannot reside inside of a sinner or an unsaved person. Did you know that? It is impossible. Why? Because he is the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. That spiritual operation on the inside of you, on the inside of your spirit, had to take place to make room. It, you had to be, here's what it is. You had to become spiritually righteous. Whiter than snow. For the Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside of you. It's, again, it's a circumcision of the heart made without hands. Amen? That's what the word says. Because of that spiritual operation on the inside of your spirit man or heart. Now, here's what happens. Are you ready? Now, you're bent toward God and not away from Him. The enmity, that division between you and God has been removed. It's been taken away. And that was that sin nature. So stop walking around, Christians, and calling yourself a sinner. No, you were a sinner, now you're saved by grace. Now you're a saint. Now you're a child of the Most High God. Now you have the righteousness of Christ living on the inside of you. Are you following me? Alright, so the devil's having a field day with this whole uh, trans-Christian thing, I call it. It's an identity problem. Right? People that are caught up in the transgender thing, they're having an identity crisis, right? Well, let's just call this trans-Christian. That's what it is. It's a spiritual identity problem. And you have to take hold of what God has done on the inside of you. Amen? So now, the Holy Spirit is inside of you to help lead and guide you, to influence you, uh, for you to walk in obedience to the Word of God. For you to actually fulfill. Here's what it is. Ready? To fulfill the new covenant on this earth. To live a life of obedience to the Word of God. You know, there it's a covenant. It's a two-way street. You do know that, right? It's not just God saving you. It's you walking in obedience. And the only way you can walk in obedience, not only does God require it, but He did a spiritual surgery on the inside of you that makes you bent toward God now. Are you following me? He just don't command it. He helped you out a lot with that surgery. And it's free. It was paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, this is shouting material. It really is. You know, well, you know what's sad? Boy, Christians would go nuts if they won the Powerball or the Mega Millions, wouldn't they? But you speak a spiritual truth that, that just the devil hates. And everybody's quiet. Well, that's good, Pastor James. Oh, that's, that's nice. Thank you. Come on. Do I have another? Do I? Come on. Now you just woke some people up. All right. <laughs> so again, the condition of your mind or soul is up to you to maintain. It's up to you to clean up. When you're renewing your mind, what you're doing, you're aligning your born-again spirit with your thought life. And that's where the lightning happens. That's where the power of God happens in your life. Amen? Now, the new birth is also called regeneration. All right? Once that sin nature is taken away, that person becomes what the Word of God says. You become alive unto God. You're a new creature in Christ. You're literally a new creature. Amen? Now, I want to talk about some of the benefits and characteristics of the new birth or becoming born again. The more we know about our benefits the less Satan and the kingdom of darkness can deceive us. Amen? The less they can take advantage of your ignorance or lack of knowledge. Now, you might willingly give in to the kingdom of darkness. Well, that's on you. But listen, I don't want anybody in Living Waters Chapel to be ignorant of who they are in Christ. Amen? All right, so God makes a very eye-opening statement in Hosea 4, 6. He says these words. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Uh, and some people are just destroyed for being stupid. 
right? All right. They know better, but they do the opposite anyways, right? But God says that a lack of knowledge, it, it, you're on dangerous ground as well. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 tells us that Satan blinds the minds of people. He blinds the minds of people. Blinding refers to keeping people from the truth of the gospel. Uh, from, from not just keeping it from them, but here's what he's trying to keep you from. Are you ready? From understanding it. See, you can hear a truth all day long. But really what changes a person is understanding it. Have you ever been on a workplace at your job? Someone showed you how to do something. Okay, you know something needs to be done. But you don't even understand exactly what's going on or how to do it. Yes, you have to understand. There needs to be some understanding. Amen? So there are some people in the body of Christ that are blinded from the truth of the full gospel, healing, deliverance, baptism in the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, identity in Christ, and the list goes on and on. And because of that blinding, it's caused a division among Christians. I have people ask me all the time, why are there so many different beliefs in, the, in Christian, Christianity? Why are there so many denominations? Why, what's going on? What's going on? I said, because there's a real devil. Now, newsflash, someone's right and someone's wrong on any given topic. Either spiritual gifts are for today or they're not. Either healing's for today or it's not. Are you following me? All right? You could go up to a pregnant woman and say it's going to be a girl. Someone says it's going to be a boy. Now, unless they're having twins, you smart Alex. <laughs> unless they're having twins, someone's right and someone's wrong. There's one truth on any given topic. When someone says there is something and there isn't something, someone's right, someone's wrong. Amen? You've got to know this. So, you know, our, our church is advertised as Word of Faith, Pentecostal, Charismatic, whatever. But really, we're a Bible church. I want to be in line with the Bible. Amen? Uh, you know, everything we teach comes from the Word of God. You want to know what Living Waters believes? Get in the Word. That's what, it, well, that's what we believe. Amen? But there's a verse in Psalms that says this. It says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Notice it doesn't say, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the unsaved do? Did you catch that? If the foundations, if what you're believing is not based on this book right here, what can you do? Amen? Even the most basic teachings and doctrines in the Word of God, we need to constantly go back and review them to stay spiritually sharp. Uh, in the past, I've actually had people say, well, you know, I, I'm probably not going to show up. I kind of, you know, I know that already. That's kind of basic. Whoa, okay. Highway to the danger zone. Oh, gonna take you right. Come on. Amen. You, listen, never lose that sharpness on the basics. You see, it's, it's, it's keeping that foundation strong. That's when the Holy Spirit will build with more revelation. Amen. You keep that foundation strong. Amen. So if you hear someone say that, no, 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 no. Not good. All right. So I want to talk about some of the benefits of the new birth. I set this up nicely. Yes, for 15 minutes. Go to John 3. John 3, verses 1 through 8. Let's take a look at here. John chapter 3, the Gospel of John, verses 1 through 8. It says, there is a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is, is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Oh, silly Nicodemus. 
Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said unto you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, when you become born again, the Word of God says that you are able to see the kingdom of God. Now, this literally means to be able to perceive or to discern the kingdom of God. You see, here's what it means. Spiritual things in the kingdom of God, they are no longer dull to you. Nicodemus couldn't comprehend that spiritual truth of being born again. He was too focused on the natural realm, on natural physical birth. But if you're truly born again, listen to me, there will be a craving on the inside of you. There will be something that draws you to want to go beyond this natural realm. And tap into the Spirit. Why? Because your Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came in, you became alive spiritually. So now because you're alive spiritually, there, should, there, there will be a desire to learn spiritual things from the Word of God. A desire to learn more heavenly truth. Because guess what happens when you're born again, remember? Remember? You're a citizen of heaven now. Amen. You want to learn a little bit about your citizenship. Yeah. All right? So, again, by spiritual things, I'm talking about things from the Word of God and the kingdom of God. See, here's spiritual death is separation from God. When the Word of God talks about spiritual death, it means there's a separation from God. But now that you're born again, you're connected to God. You're back in fellowship with Him. You have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living in you now. Are you following me? And now you have righteous desires. You have a righteous drive to learn more about your heavenly country that you're a citizen of. Amen? Now, how many of you know that there are spiritual things on this earth that are not from God? Amen? But they're from the kingdom of darkness. Psychics, the occult. Ouija boards, witchcraft, you go on, name them, there's so many things. So, you know, but once you become born again, now you will have a discernment. You will discern when something doesn't feel right. Are you following me? When I got born again, the very, the very first thing, one of the first things that happened to me was this, that I was very aware of what was of God and what, what was of the enemy. There was a, an immediate distinction between light and darkness. Say light and darkness. Amen. You should be able to see this. You should be able to perceive there is something different. You might not know what's going on, but you know there's a difference. Amen. You can sense God now where you couldn't before. That's why people that are not saved, they're chasing after a spiritual experience, listen to me, illegally. Jesus said, I am the door. Jesus is the only door to true spiritual encounters. But there, people are trying to go through the back door or another door through all the psychics, through the Ouija boards, through spirit guides, new age. Are you following me? Those are illegal. It's illegal. It's unrighteous. People are having these experiences through these means, but it's the kingdom of darkness. Are you following me? So the Holy Spirit is now there to lead and guide you into, into all truth. All right? You're joined together with the Holy Spirit. There's the Holy Spirit. There is a closeness. There's a unity with him. The Holy Spirit is there to reveal to you the things of the kingdom of God now. Amen. Your benefits in Christ. But listen to this. The Holy Spirit. This is what he told me. He said, I'm there to lead you and to reveal the benefits of the new covenant. But you know what he told me? He said this. But you must ask, seek, and knock. 
if there's no asking, seeking, or knocking, there's no revelation given. Why? Because you have to be engaged with it. Now, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that more in a moment. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 14. Yeah, don't go in the illegal way. Don't go through, the, through any wrong back doors into the spirit realm. You're going to open yourself up to demonic spirits. And then one day you'll eventually end up in my office with a bucket in front of you. And me commanding demons to come out in the name of Jesus. Are you following me? This is real stuff, all right? This isn't stuff to play with, all right? I don't care if a Ouija board is sold over at Walmart in the kids' section. It's evil. You know, you want to know what these, these evil people, these unsaved people are doing with Ouija boards and all that? You want to know what they're doing? They're asking, seeking, and knocking through the wrong door. See, asking, seeking, and knocking is a spiritual... They're, they're all spiritual principles. Are you following me? It isn't just with the kingdom of God. No. Because the spirit realm needs permission from a human to allow them to enter. Okay? That's why this case, Ethan Crumley, who shot up uh, Oxford High School, it said, do you see that on the mother's trial? It says, oh, him and his friend have been playing in the, in the basement with Ouija boards. And her son is texting her, saying, Mom, I'm seeing things move around. Mom, bulls are getting, or whatever, are flying around the kitchen on their own. Mom. And everyone just laughs at it. Oh, ah, he's just mentally ill. It's demonic. Are you following me? They were asking, seeking, and knocking to the wrong spirit realm, to the wrong kingdom in the spirit realm. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14. You better be careful who you're inviting into your home, into your family, into your life, through the television. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which thou hast prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of, man, of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Why? Because you're a spirit being. Right? You know yourself because you're the spirit being. Amen? You're a spirit being. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have, not, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. You know there's other unholy spirits. Are you following me? But this is the Holy Ghost on the inside of a Christian. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, uh, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. How does he teach? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But guess what? The devil operates right through your flesh. But the Holy Ghost operates through your spirit, man. Oh my. Now, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. Let me say this. Our... You know, <laughs> When many people think of their spirit on the inside of, of them, the spirit inside of me, we think it's just some cute little ball. Just some cute little ball of light, right? Isn't that what Hollywood kind of makes it, right? You've got to understand this. Are you ready for some deep truth? You have a spiritual body inside of this body. You have spiritual arms. You have spiritual legs. You have spiritual feet. You have spiritual eyes. Are you following me right now? Now listen to me. Your spirit has eyes. Listen to this. In fact, <laughs> I heard a testimony recently of some blind people. They left their body and they could see. A blind person, they can't see because it's, it's 
their, their physical eyes. But the moment they left their body, they could see perfectly. Because there's nothing wrong with their spiritual eyes. Are you following me right now? Mm. Your spiritual body is a receptor and a discerner of the spiritual realm all the time. I want you to start seeing yourself. You are a spirit being. You, you have a spiritual body underneath of this physical body. It, here's where you got to understand this. Um, that's why every action is spiritual. You want to know what the Holy Ghost wanted me to bring up? The laying on of hands. The laying on of hands. Not only is the laying on of hands physical, but it's spiritual. Because when you lay a physical hand on someone, your spiritual hand is touching them as well. Are you following me? That's why you can, you can, people can receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. Because your, your, your natural hand, of course, is touching. But because your natural hand is touching, your spiritual arm and hand is touching too. And who lives in your spirit, man? The Holy Spirit. Are you following it now? That's why the unsaved have a counterfeit. They lay hands on people to get demons. Are you following me? <laughs> deep that the spirit realm so deep we haven't even scratched the surface of it here's what you got to understand if we are going to walk in the power and anointing of the holy spirit we must become more aware we must become more conscious that we are a spiritual being that possesses a soul mind will and emotions and we live in a physical body you got to know you ha- you are a spirit being See, many people, when you, when you set your mind, the Word of God says, set your mind on things above, not on earth beneath. When you go to minister someone, and all you can think about is your own limitations with your, with your, uh, with your physical body. No wonder miracle signs and wonders aren't happening. Because you lowered your thought life down to an earthly realm, the natural realm, and you're depending on yourself Instead of knowing that the Holy Ghost, the same spirit that lit, that raised Christ from the dead, dwells in your spirit. The spirit realm is the realm of the impossible, not the natural realm. That's why Colossians 3 says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. The only thing the earth has to offer you is, imp- is, is hindrances. In an earthly experience. It's the spirit realm is where there's impossibilities that, that can be overcome. It's, this, it's walking in the spirit is when mountains begin to move in your life. Are you following me? You getting anything out of this? I'm, okay, stick with me here. So, you, you must become more aware, more conscious... Of the spiritual aspect of yourself. Meditate upon that. Think about that. You're created in the image of God. Think about it. When he made Adam, he formed, he formed Adam's body and then he breathed the breath of God. You're made in the image of God. And you're connected to the Holy Spirit. And then, to, you know, and so thinking about. That the Holy Spirit lives on, on the inside of you. Not only are you a spirit being, but the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. When you meditate on that fact, that's like adding spiritual gasoline to the fire. Amen. Because now it's not just you. It's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So you and the Holy Spirit are now living together. And you're working as a team on this earth. Or... You should be. You should be. See, we are to be co-laborers with God. With the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We need to meditate upon that. We are co-laborers together with God. Amen? God's in control. Well, if you let Him. If you're yielding to the Holy Ghost. 
There's murders, rapes, all these things happening right now, even as I'm preaching the word. God's not in control of that. That's someone who's yielding to the wrong spirits. That's someone who's yielding to the wrong kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. Amen? So when a person gets born again, they need to immediately ask. Listen to me. If you lead someone to Christ, you need to immediately lead them. In the prayer of salvation, when confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, you believe that God raised him from the dead. He's the Son of God. You lead him through that prayer. You know what you need to do next? Lead them through a prayer to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. You get born again, the Holy Spirit comes within. The Holy Spirit baptism, Holy Spirit comes upon. Say, within, within. upon. upon. Within, upon. Are you following me? There should be no reason to wait to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. No reason. You know who did that? The wisdom of man. Well, (laughs) that's a little too advanced for them right now. That's a little too much. No, it's not. That should be just as basic as getting born again. So then we lead someone through the sinner's prayer and we just kind of kick them out the door. Have a good life without the Holy Ghost upon you. Jesus said you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Oh, there's, I mean, there's some good stuff with him living in you, obviously. But it's a whole other level when he comes upon you. Think about that. So, no, it's the wisdom of man. Oh, well, we don't want to offend him by praying for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Just, just stop. Just stop. Let's just do what we need to do and get people saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost. And we will see the body of Christ walking in the power of God like it should be. Amen? Amen? So, and then once you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that individual becomes um, uh, eligible to walk in the nine gifts or manifestations of the Spirit, according to uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Now, someone says, wait a minute. You can't walk in spiritual gifts when the Holy Spirit comes in you when you're born again. Nope. It's the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus did not do one miracle until the Holy Spirit came upon him. Yeah, remember, he, he got baptized, came out of the water, and the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. He came down like a dove. Are you following me? But Jesus did not do one miracle until the Holy Spirit came upon him. How do you get baptized in the Holy Ghost? Well, there's several different ways. Someone can lay hands on you who is baptized in the Holy Ghost and pray to you receive. Or you can just simply ask God. Be as genuine and and have faith in your heart. Heavenly Father, baptize me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I want to walk in your power. It's that simple. It's that simple then it, it, you're, you might stumble a little bit with the praying in tongues thing, but we'll work with you on that. But at least invite him to come upon you. At least invite him. Amen? So 1 Corinthians 2.10 said that God has revealed these things or benefits to us by his spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit reveals spiritual things to our spirit. And then our mind, listen, so then our mind picks it up and translates it to us. Here's the problem. If your mind isn't renewed, you're going to have mixed signals. Are you following me? Oh, my. When your mind is renewed, and have you ever had that when, when you first got saved or something, your mind wasn't renewed? You were doing something wrong and the Holy Spirit's trying to lead you somewhere else and you're feeling this struggle between your thought life and just something on the inside don't feel right. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was a conflict between the Holy Ghost telling you something and your unrenewed mind. Oh, come on, somebody. So, So we have the anointing of God living on the inside of us as Christians. Whatever you need is provided for in your spirit by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the Holy Spirit showed me something. That's why the Word of God tells us this. The Word of God says this. Draw out of the wells of salvation. It literally is plural. The wells. Not just one, but wells. Many. The wells of salvation. Here's what the Holy Spirit showed me. Listen to this. 
A well is a separate resource apart from your house. Does anybody live in your well? If you do, we need to do some counseling. Yeah, yeah, there's a problem. Uh, But listen, a well, catch this, catch what the Holy Ghost is saying. A well is a separate resource apart from your house. The Holy Spirit is our heavenly resource apart from us. Um, Let's see. He said this, there must be a pump from the well to your house. Uh, You can have a well all day long, but if there's no pump pumping it from the well to your house, you're not going to be a partaker of that water. Are you following me right now? That spiritual pump is your desire and faith to ask, seek, and knock from that separate resource that lives on the inside of you. I thought it was powerful, but everyone, everyone's thinking of the food about lunch. I get it. I get it. I've been in that seat many times. I get it. All right. But listen, we can be partakers of that divine nature. Second Peter chapter one talks about divine nature, but you must willingly desire it. You must willingly desire it. You must desire to walk in it. And you must draw out by faith and your desire. Amen? Amen. There's something so powerful about desire. Amen? On the inside, recently I was talking to someone about the anointing, about how awesome, how powerful the anointing is, and how it's yoke, bondage, destroying. And in, in these words, I heard these words very clearly in my spirit. You ready for this? The Holy Spirit said this to me. Yes, I am powerful and yoke-destroying if you cooperate with me. We See, we just think the anointing is just automatic, just, yeah, whatever. We can do whatever we want. No, no, no. It, there must be a cooperation. You know, the anointing, this is not just some mysterious, magical thing, right? You know who, what the anointing is? The Holy Spirit. The anointing is literally the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? See, a Christian can be in bondage to something, right? I mean, and, and the anointing is there to be a yoke-destroying and bondage, bondage breaker, but it, it won't help if your cooperation is not in on it. The Holy Spirit wants to set you free from that pornography, but... As long as you're giving into the flesh and running for that computer and putting it in, are you you following me? There needs to be some cooperation. We need to tap into the, the wells of salvation. We need to cooperate with the anointing. We need to cooperate with the precious Holy Spirit. We need to work with Him, not against Him. Amen? So I want you to notice in, in sec, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 13, it says... Uh, that God separates man's wisdom from the Holy Ghost wisdom, right? Uh, there have been times in a situation where I did not know what to do or what to say, and, and I, would, I would just pray at that very moment. And all of a sudden, just from deep within, all of a sudden I felt bubbling up, and I gave way to it, and I spoke, and it was the wisdom of God for that very thing. I invited the Holy Spirit in that moment. Are you following me? The wisdom of God showed up. And you know when it's the wisdom of God. You know when the Holy Ghost is active because you kind of step back and are like, wow, that was good advice. You know it's the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right, when you become born, I'm almost done. When you become born again, you enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, 5, and 6, quickly. John 3, 5, and 6. Don't mess with the wrong kingdom. Amen? Make sure Jesus is that door. Nothing and nobody else. It's a counterfeit. John 3, 5, and 6. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said unto you, you must be born again. All right? No. Okay. When you become born again, you're no longer under the authority of Satan's kingdom. 
Someone talked about that earlier, right? Uh, Satan is no longer your Lord. He's no longer your master. Now, he'll try to play mind games with you to make you think he is, but you need to know that he's not. All right? He's no longer over you. You have been taken out of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Amen? You now, think, what a, what, a, what a way to flip the script on the enemy. Amen. Where the enemy kept you as the, the slave. Come on, somebody. But now he's slave to you. All right? You're, you have authority over the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Now, even, even someone said this this week, even if you're the foot in the body of Christ, you're still above the kingdom of darkness. Isn't that good? I love that. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, he said, Behold, I give unto you power, authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, so here's what people got to understand about this. We have all power over the enemy with that authority and stuff. Most people, you know... (laughs) There's a lot of Christians who just think, well, I can do whatever I want. Just make a command of the enemy, and he's gone. Listen to me. The Holy Ghost just spoke this to me. He said, part of that authority is this, that you have the freedom to cooperate with me now. Are you following me? Think about it. You ever seen that verse that way before? Because most people are just saying, well, I can do whatever I want, and, and I could just make the command. The enemy's going to flee. Well, part that's... Partly true, partly true. No, part of that authority is you being spiritually mature enough to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. When you're cooperating with the Holy Spirit, the command is effective. Are you following me? All right. So divine power and protection belong to you as a born-again Christian. All right. Once you're born again, you are known and feared by Satan and evil spirits. In Acts 19, it talks about the seven sons of Sceva, where they, they seen people casting out demons, and they tried to invoke the name of Jesus. They were unsaved. And they, the enemy overtook them. Are you following me? Now, the effect of being born again will be noticeable. You're empowered to do righteousness. Jesus told Nicodemus that you, you can't see the wind, but you can see the results of the wind. The same is true with the born-again experience. That's why, are you ready for this? Mm, hallelujah. That's why Jesus said in Matthew seven sixteen that you will know them by their what? Their fruit, their actions, their words. Because what comes through your actions and words, that fruit, is what's going on on the inside. There, I like to say it this way. There will, be an out, there will be outward evidence of an inward change. An outward evidence, fruit, by an inward change. A person who is born again will not habitually sin. There is a change from the inside out. Say from the inside out. All right? Overall, you could say this then. There should be enough evidence to prove that you're a Christian. There should be enough evidence, there should be enough proof that you are a Christian. Sin should not be a lifestyle anymore. You're going you're yeah, yeah, you're probably gonna mess up on things. Absolutely. Okay, I'm not dumb. Right? You're probably gonna make some mistakes. Okay. But there's not a habitual lifestyle of it. The moment you see a habitual lifestyle, are you following me? That's when, okay, something ain't right. Something, something, there's a disconnection here. There's a disconnection going on. Are you following me? See, people in your workplace should know that you're a Christian. They should be able to say, wow, there's something different about you. There's something, and that difference is the anointing. Amen? The righteous words, the righteous actions. Your spirit man desires the things of God. Where there was once enmity and division with God and and, and hatred toward God, now there is a love for God. Now there is a love for people. Are you following me? You're a new creature. And people should notice that in the workplace. People should notice it. Come on. Outside of these four walls. It's easy to come in here for two hours and be righteous. 
But what do you like outside of these four walls? Are you following me? That's the real test right there. Anybody can come in here and be fake. Right? But what are you doing outside of the four walls? Amen? All right. So, you are now empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a doer of the word. Amen? So stay close to God. Renew your mind by reading and feeding on the word of God and obey it. Give back to God. I like saying this. Give back to God what he desires and why he created you in the first place. For intimate, meaningful relationship with him. Choose life and let the light of God radiate through you. Let your light shine for Jesus. Amen. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Take advantage of every benefit of the born-again experience on this earth. Don't let it go to waste. Prayer team, come on forward. Now, maybe there's someone in here. Wow, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Someone, someone really needed to hear this message today. I can hear someone say, man, I'm just confused about this whole born-again thing. That's why I preach this today. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, maybe there's someone in here, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. You've never been born again. You've never put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to lump with that those who have never, uh, or, or those Christians that are backslidden. Man, I'm seeing like a fog in here right now. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If you have not been born again, you're a child of the devil. Or if you're backslidden, you're away from God right now, I want you to come forward right now, and the prayer team is going to pray with you. Wow. I'm literally seeing a fog to glory form in here right now. Hallelujah. Now, if you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I want you to come forward. You want someone to pray with you? Listen, you can do it from your seat, but there is something powerful about connecting with another believer that's Holy Spirit baptized. Amen? See, you've got to understand something about the Christian life. God wants us to have fellowship. He wants us to be around each other. This, the Christian life is not a Lone Ranger thing. You understand that? You've got to understand that. Now, if you need healing or any other uh, prayer requests for a family member or anything, we'll stay here as long as we need here to minister to you. But thank you so much for coming today. Um, don't forget, next week is the visitors uh, uh, meeting or meeting here after service we our volunteer what did i say oh yeah well yeah the, thank you the volunteer meeting yeah, yeah it's the fog thank you ah uh, it's all good uh so yeah the volunteers meeting we're gonna have a good time okay so we're gonna talk about a lot of things and then we're gonna have pizza all right good good healthy meal after so uh so do that. And if you guys need me, grab my card, contact me through the week. I'm always available if you need to talk, you need to meet, or anything like that. So uh, God bless you all. Have a great week. Love you all. Let us get back there, and we will see you next week. Wednesday, Thursday, we got something going.